Hey everybody, welcome to the Evoke Bike Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Hausler. If you are new to the podcast, welcome. These short 8 to 15 minute podcasts cover a wide range of topics to help you get faster. Whether you're looking to win a national championship, finish Leadville, crush Tulsa Tough, get on a Gravel Worlds podium, or simply drop your friends. If we've never met, I'm the co-founder and president of Evoke Bike. I've been coaching athletes since 2010, and I've trained with power for over 150,000 miles. I've also won three Masters National Championships, but I'm mostly proud of my nearly 100 Pro 1 podiums simply because it shows my consistency in the game and my hunger to get better for not only myself, but the Evoke community, which includes you. If you enjoy these podcasts, please leave us a review on Apple or follow and download the episodes from Spotify. And if you want to take your support to the next level, please click the support link at the bottom of this podcast where your donation will help us pay for everything that helps to keep this free podcast going. Now to the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? So I want to talk about using the head unit in terms of doing a workout, but also in a race. And I'm realizing that people really rely on the Garmin or the Wahoo or whatever they're using during a workout to load the workout on there from training peaks or whatever software you're using and then following along. In a workout, these cycling workouts should not be that complicated. It is not like a left, right, left, right, BA, BA, select, start, jump, whatever, do this, do that. If the workout is like that, I would highly question why you have that workout like what what are you working exactly what physiological system is is being worked by doing all these crazy iterations now yeah and then i'm trying to think of like what would people say back to that what's the uh like well what about this what about that maybe like a kitchen sink workout there's a lot going on there but even those you can break them down and remember what you have to do. I personally n- never load a workout to my Garmin to to go right outside to have this thing beeping at me to change zones and wattage, especially if you're doing an over-under. No thanks. I'm good with that. I know how to count, and that's not a diss, but I'm saying I look at the range, and it's like, okay, you're going to do these at 460 to 480. So in my head, I think of 480. That's my target, and I'm not going to cry if I'm a little bit under it. What's my what's my under? Okay, 360, let's say. So okay, 480, 360, 480, 360. I just get that in my head, and then I remember what's the time of each one. Okay, I'm doing this one for a minute. I'm doing this one for a minute and a half. And then I, the one thing that is easy to forget is to look at what's the rest interval. I've had more people make a comment that they went out and the Garmin got messed up and that screwed them up and then they have no idea what the workout is, why not just take the two minutes to remember what the workout is and then you can just go and guess what? You can start the workout whenever you want. I mean, there have been people, oh, well, my workout got screwed up because I started it a minute late because there was this light and then there was this. I'm like, dude, just start the workout when you get to the area where you want to start the workout. Hopefully, and this should this was probably a podcast a long time ago, you'll have different routes for different workouts. I know if I'm doing it in if I'm in North Carolina and there's climbs and the climbs are long there, meaning that there's a hill on the other side. So if it's a VO2 max workout, guess what? I'm not going to the super hilly portion. I'm going to a road that's relatively quiet, 
has a shallow gradient. I can do the workout, the VO2 max workout on the way up, get back down in a reasonable amount of time and go back and forth. Uh, if it's a longer 15 minute workout, maybe I can go climb side of a mountain, come back down, go back, do it again. But the workouts most of the time aren't that crazy that you need this head unit beeping at you. Sure. Okay. Maybe if you're doing 30, 15s, it can get a little tough to keep track and actually count. I'll give you that because your eyes are popping out of your head a little bit. Okay. Maybe in that one. But let's talk about racing. There are a lot of studies, and I was talking about the Matt Fitzgerald book. They've talked about uh, different studies where it shows that we perform better when we uh, have people cheering for us. There are times when we perform better simply because there's other athletes around us. I think if you are looking at your head unit at Watts, When you are racing, you are putting a handicap on yourself. You are literally backing. I I know so many people that back down. They're like, oh, my watts were so high and I realized I couldn't do that. So I was going to blow up or you thought you were going to blow up. So I let off the gas. Okay, so how does this play out? Either you don't pay attention to the head unit and you just race and you don't blow up. You might set a new PR and you stay with the group. Or you blow up, maybe you still set a PR blowing up, but you blow up and people are just stronger than you that day. And maybe at this point in your racing career and you need another year or two to catch up, but you blow up and you get dropped. Okay, so you got dropped. If you back off the power voluntarily, guess what automatically happens? You de- there is a 0% chance that you stay with the group and there is a 100% chance that you get dropped. I don't understand why you don't take that bet and just go with them. Try like looking at your head unit and being like, oh, I'm doing crazy watts. I'm going to get dropped. I better back off. What? Someone explain that to me. And I do hear the, and I'm not, I'm not poking fun at anybody. I'm not, but I want you to really think about this. Like think about the avenues of how this plays out. You should try and stay with them. (laughs) Um, And I get it. People will say, well, I don't want to blow up because then I'm not going to be able to finish the ride. If you are listening to this podcast, you are probably into training and you've done intervals. I highly encourage you to go out on a ride and go so freaking deep that you are just tasting lactate in your mouth. If you haven't tasted that, then you haven't ever gone hard enough. Feel like you are about to die. Explode. And then guess what? Keep riding. People think that a one-off effort is going to murder them and they're not going to be able to finish the ride. I just don't buy that. I mean, (laughs) I've gone full send and gotten dropped plenty of times. And guess what? Still was able to finish the ride. Backing down to quote-unquote save energy to ride tempo farther, I think is BS. And I think it's a cop-out. And I just don't. I don't believe it. So, again... I've said this a lot recently. I'm N of one. Just try different things. This is my approach and my experience. And, you know, I think if you've looked through my palmares, if you look through my results, you'll probably be like, wow, I can't believe that guy did that well in that race. It's just because I'm not connected to this head unit that's telling me exactly what numbers. I'm racing the race. And I have 
been able to surprise myself so many times. And that's the only reason that, uh, I shouldn't say the only reason, that is one of the reasons why I've definitely raced up before. There's no way some of these numbers, like look, I did the podcast about Gravel Worlds two years ago and somebody said, dude, now it's not VO2 max, like VO2 max workout time, but they said, did you spend over an hour at VO2 max power? And I said, yeah, isn't that insane? If you had put that on paper and said, this is what you're going to have to do to get fifth place and get dropped at mile 130, I would have been like, well, I guess I'm going to get dropped way before that because I can't do that. Insanely gnarly day. It's actually one of the, that's one of the reasons why I actually think I might come back to gravel next year. Just crazy races and things are settling down in life. And my husband, Chris has, is winding up some things and we're not between three different States. And it's just been a crazy year for after as COVID has wound down moving and all these other things that are all good things. Uh, just, I was like, dude, I can't do road and gravel. It's just too much this year. But there is something that when I ride in North Carolina, I do miss about it, and I do want to compete at it, and I do want to be a part of those events. Um, So anyways, that's a tangent, but move away from the head unit and just try it. You know, Maybe I'm sure there are athletes that love that, and they want the B-bean, and they want that, but I just think it doesn't lead to success. And the reason I decided to post this was when people tell me about backing off in a race... (laughs) I have, I've used this example a long time ago when my teammate like 10 years ago said, oh, well, I was about to have a max heart rate. So I just stopped. And I was like, so you just pulled out of the lead group? He's like, yeah, I mean, I was, I knew I was about to blow up from a reading on a heart rate monitor. My head exploded and it still is, I just can't even believe that. And then somebody today just said, hey, I wasted the first hour of this ride trying to figure out what I was supposed to do because the workout wouldn't load and it wasn't like giving me the right percentages it was a tempo ride. Like you should just know how to do that. And then I think also lastly, you connect more with how Watts feel when you know what 330 should feel like. When you're like, oh, I'm gonna go ride at 330 and 400, whatever, random numbers. That's another way that you then learn how Watts feel. I just, and and then when you're out on a ride, you're doing 330, you know like, hey, this normally feels easier, harder. Maybe I'm fatigued. It's just another data point that you will, start to unconsciously keep track of and it can help you say, maybe I can pour a little bit more on. Maybe I need to back off a little bit. Maybe I'm doing too much. So some really good things coming down the line. We got some big announcements next. Well, one massive announcement, new edition. I'm super stoked about this guy coming on board and it's going to be athletes that get to link up with this guy is going to be next level. I'm, I'm, pump for whoever has that opportunity and then some other things i'm trying to figure out how to talk about this without giving away what i think we have coming down the road for the next couple years and i'll say that it's about community building it's definitely not about a coaching business and i'm excited to get some feedback on this i really i think that the vibe of evoke is getting across that we're not out here just to sell plans and get athletes to coach but Hopefully it's more looked at as a community of cyclists besides the coaches that want to help each other. And that is definitely evident in the discord, which has just been an amazing group of people. And I really love 
hearing people's stories and what their training issues are and what they're some of the, I mean, some people are helping people with like life stuff. It's pretty cool. So hope you have a great week of training, going to the first road race of the year tomorrow. It is exciting to say the least, even though it's going to be a small local race, as Dan Chabanov once said, Local glory is still glory, and there's going to be some strong dudes there. So even if the P12 race is small, uh, you still got to figure out a way to win. And there's definitely never an easy cakewalk win. So it'll be a good, good day trying to figure that puzzle out. Hope you have a great week. See ya.